Hey, ladies, we are back for another For the Host podcast. It's Pastor Mel here, and um, I have today the honor of introducing you, uh, if you don't know her, to our youth pastor. She and her husband pastor our students here at iHeart Church, and she has been a host of Arise Gatherings for a while now, and um, the one and only Miss Pastors. Sadie Sturmer. Hi, Sadie. Hello. <laughs> and she's a little nervous because she's never done a podcast before, but um, I wanted to bring you, Sadie, to today just to talk to the host and co-host about, we're going to talk about sacrificial living. And um, I really thought about you with this because you and I have kind of similar ministry stories. Um, I'm a little further along the journey than you are with this, but both of us have have moved. Uh, We're actually from the same area, um, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. NOLA. Uh, yeah, so we're right right near uh, New Orleans and transplanted to the mountains of West Virginia. Um, and so with that, um, uh, it's it's cost us to sure, to yeah. say yes to the to the call of God. and and so I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, last time Kayla was uh, here, Pastor Sadie, she talked about how we have a tendency to want the easy route. Like we mm-hmm. default to what's easier, what's most convenient, what feels best, what's comfortable. Um, and our society makes that kind of like um, appealing because yeah. we can do everything based on comfort. We can have our food mm-hmm. delivered and our groceries delivered. And like we really don't even have to leave the house nowadays yeah, to um, right. to to live. And so, um, so it's against, against the grain, this idea of sacrifice, like, would God really want me to hurt or to be uncomfortable, um, in order to glorify him? And I think the answer is yes, he does call us to do those things. Um, he doesn't delight in our discomfort, but he absolutely modeled and called us Mm -hmm. to live lives of sacrifice. So why don't you tell us what did it, um, what did it cost you on a, uh, a a big scheme to say yes to the call of God? And do you still feel that in your day-to-day in the small things? This is such a good broad topic. I feel like, um, honestly, you know, when we moved, well, we've been here for a year. And so, of course, over a year, I feel like I've seen so many different perspectives of God really just stretching me and growing me. Um, and so to nail exactly this uh little path of what we're talking about is, is kind of hard, but, um, I would really say the, the top three that naturally come to, to the, to my mind is for sure, obviously family, um, for sure comfort and then time. All three of those are a huge, um, really things that come to my mind. And I think a lot of the times, like, I know one of the verses that the Lord constantly would ask me would be, who is your brother? Who's your mother? And who are your Mm. sisters? Those that do the will of the father. And when we moved here, like, I feel like it's a little more of a reserved culture here. And so naturally I didn't just know people like youth students or even adults to, to just go flock to on a Sunday. Like, I think a lot of times we get caught in the high and by, and then you go naturally to the people you're comfortable with and then hang out with your friends. And I felt like moving here, like everybody would joke and just kind of be like, oh my gosh, you were like in my face the first time I met you. And it's just because like I had to learn how to meet people and not just say hi and bye. I had to learn their stories and get to know people. Um, and that created like more depth, you know, of a relationship with people. Um, and then also a time. So Pastor Josiah and I lead about 
two to three groups, uh, maybe busy, a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, between youth and then just um, leaders and then every tribe every Sunday. So, um, of course, that takes time. But what I've really learned is how much I filled myself and my time with other things that were not going to be rewarded kingdom work mm-hmm. whenever I have to give an account on the day of, like, how much time I really let be idle versus really doing the mission of what God had, had asked of us, you know? And so, um, of course, inconveniences come about. Like, I'll, I'll never forget one day. Uh, I just felt like the Lord really just met me in my kitchen. Uh, so it was like the third life group of the week. And so at this point, I'm just like, blah, you know? Like, I don't know if I really want people over. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and then I like to I host this with the most. It's like, like you, we love to do all the things just so other people can enjoy it. And so I remember I was like, what am I going to do for food? They're coming. And I remember, I was like, this is just, I had an overwhelming day. And I was like, you know what? What do you enjoy doing? Like, Sadie, you're a people person. You love having people over when they come for like grilling or anything. This should be no different. Why do I not, why am I overwhelmed about it? And so I literally pulled out my charcuterie board, all my cheeses and pepperonis and because I enjoyed it, I made a charcuterie board snack board in the shape of a rainbow. And I felt like the Lord told me, stop cleaning your house and do what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so even like shifting my perspectives and what I feel like is a demand versus a delight. Like I like having people over, but what sucks that from me where I'm now not delighting in it. So good. So you're finding a reward even in the sacrifice is what you're saying. And I've seen that too. And I think that like, you know, God's not going to call everybody to leave their whole family and to move, you know, thousands of miles away. It's not everyone's call. Um, some of you, he might be. He might be, you know, pricking your heart, prompting you to make a bold step of faith. But I think all of us, he's calling to sacrifice in some way um, to give towards others. And I, I do think that one reward I experienced, and maybe you've experienced this too, with sacrifice, you know, you said that you, um, you you felt it in family. You're sacrificing time and comfort, and I would say I concur with all of that. You know, like, um, but on, on a big scale, one of the things that I, a gift from our sacrifice or a reward from a sacrifice immediately was, um, I feel closer to heaven when mm-hmm. I live like this. Like, yeah. so for me, sacrificing time is not just having life groups, but it's understanding that I sacrificed time with my father, the last few years of his life, I, I gave that, I laid that down on the altar willingly mm-hmm. to the Lord. And so because of that, it does create a more intentionality in my heart here because I don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste moving up here and then getting settled right back into comforts. Yes. You know, like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to live for the gospel so that my life matters at the end of it, that I can see that the Lord used it all and not sure. waste the sacrifice. And so, you know, there's a scripture, Sadie, in Psalms that says, bind the sacrifice to the altar. Mm -hmm. And and I I joke and I say, the reason it says bind the sacrifice to the altar is because sacrifices will wobble off. Yeah, for sure. So (laughs) it's not usually a one-time thing. Like it's a a daily commitment to not my will, but yours be done. Father, what would you have of me, you know? Um, And so I don't want you to hear, you know, those of you who are listening, you're not in full-time ministry you know, God is not necessarily asking you to do three life groups a week. She's mm-hmm. in full-time ministry. This is her call. Um, but he is asking um, for your heart. And could he have it all? Could he have your home? Could he have this block of time? Could he have that Friday night? Could he have, like, um, could he have your house to open it up to someone? Um, and and that sacrifice is something that we commit to daily. We die yes. daily. So how, do, what, you know, what does that really look like in, 
the day-to-day as we open our homes? I know you mentioned a little bit like not feeling like it, but what has God shown you and have you seen, have you found ways besides you know, doing what you love to keep your eyes on the prize as far as why we're doing why we're doing this? Would you say that you see eternal reward already in a year um, from your sacrifice? Absolutely. Um, one thing I think about is really in sacrifice, um, I feel like I've seen the character in the heart of God. Mm. And it chokes me up thinking about it because I have never seen it like I'm seeing it. Um, and that's beautiful to me. Like I think about it in James where it says you go through trials of various kinds. But the end part says to mature you and to perfect you, you know, in your faith. And I think about that and it says you have an opportunity to have joy in them. And what's been beautiful along this whole this whole, whole journey for me is to see that like I can still have struggles and still host the home group. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I might be in a season of grieving at a time or a season of hardship, you know, in, in ministry or even in marriage. And I think a lot of times women will feel like they're not arrived yet. And so how can I encourage a group or how can I lead a group? Or I don't know scripture quite like the next girl. But the most beautiful part is like, really all that's asked of us is to give up of our time, you know, and and the Lord says that anybody who is in according to his will and his name, we can hear his voice. So we need his Holy Spirit. And so I think in this, a lot of the women, I would encourage all of you who are listening that you have the spirit of God in you. Trust him and lead your group. Um, It's not just for the other girls, it's for you too. And so I remember sometimes, you know, when I go to host, I'll remember, I'm not entertaining these girls. Yeah. I am attending to. Like yeah, God so has good. called this for me also. And so it might be a day where I have been sad and then a friend shows up just a little bit early to help me prepare. And it's like, oh, it feels like I'm in the kitchen with my mom. Like God sees our heart. You know, he sees the struggle of a day and in the smallest glimpses, you can see him. And so um, in that, like, first of all, I'd encourage you that you are equipped. You can do this. And then um, second of all, just seeing the heart of the Lord the more time I spend with him, um, I was talking with a friend the other day, actually on this topic. And she's like, how can you just like quote that scripture? And I was like, well, I quoted it, but I probably don't know exactly what book of the Bible it's in, or I might know that it's in Luke, but I might not know what verse. And we're all on the journey of growing together. That's the point in this discipleship in the home groups, you know? Um, And I told her it's genuinely from Sometimes like we look for other things and people say, all you need is Jesus, but genuinely he is really all we need. And I'll, um, you know, be reading and it ministers to me because of where I'm at or where I'm yeah. struggling. And I hold on to that because that hits so hard into home, you know? You know, and I think what you're talking about essentially, um, the power and the potency of the scripture comes with application. Yes. So it's one thing for us to talk about, you know, serving Christ with our whole heart. It's another thing when we actually do it, that Mm -hmm. it creates a potency to our words. And so this is why leading um, and growing in pain is actually more potent than if we're removed from it. And so so it's kind of like carbonation. Like, you know, somebody can preach a scripture. Have you ever had a flat drink that you get like out of the, like, you know, (laughs) there's no carbonation. Like it tastes like it, but there's no pop. Something's Mm -hmm. missing. And I think when we haven't personally walked through trials, the pop is missing. The carbonation is missing and people know it. They know this is something we're saying with our mouths, but it's evident to others we haven't truly lived it. And so one of the things that I told you, you know, Sadie and I actually live across the street from each other. And so we go upstairs. on upstairs. Uh, yeah, I call it upstairs because we're on a hill uh, and downstairs. My house is downstairs. Her, her house is upstairs. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, one of the things we've talked about on our evening walks before is 
Um, that moving here and the sacrifice of moving here and the pain that rolls around um, with important occasions when our families, not everyone else has their families and we don't, mm-hmm. or, you know, holidays and you're not able to, to see them, um, that one of the gifts in the sacrifice is that we understand now. Um, we're not living blissfully ignorant of what most people are going through on these holidays. Yeah. Suddenly, we're the motherless, we're the fatherless, we're the familyless, and and so our heart is stirred to notice people we wouldn't Absolutely. have noticed without the sacrifice. So I would say that's a huge reward of you know leading through pain is that you just you have more compassion, mm-hmm. you have more awareness, you have more authenticity because it costs cost you something to preach this verse or to say this verse and encourage someone, it costs you because you're yes. having to live it. And so I'd say that that's one big plus of sacrifice is that it puts potency to your Christian walk. Um, and, um, and and then just beyond that, I think getting to see the power of God, yeah. when there's death in the kingdom, there's always resurrection, but there's no resurrection power without the death. So, um, so I, and I've explained this to you guys, you because you said yes to the adventure, the sacrificial adventure, you're going to see mm-hmm. miracles. And we have. And God show up yes. the way few do because not everyone says yes. Mm-hmm. Most people choose to default to comfort um, and they don't want to sacrifice. And so they continue to live kind of a mundane, boring Christianity. Yeah. But those of us who are willing to say, God, I really wanted this time. I really wanted this thing, but if you're asking for it, I'm going to yes. break open that alabaster box, pour it at your feet. And those are the people who get to have these experiences mm-hmm. and to know them as provider, to know them yes. as friend, to know them as family, to know them as comfort. Like that, this is the power of sacrifice. Yes. And so I just want to encourage all of you, um, I just want to echo this. Like as you're, it's a sacrifice sometimes when you're hurting and you haven't arrived mm-hmm. already. We have this tendency to want to just stop and to not do ministry. I need to focus on me for a moment. And absolutely, there are times of refreshment and healing that each of us need and rest. Um, But I would be careful before we, um, Pastor Aaron uh, would, he said something in a life group the other day. He said, I have never seen, he said, maybe it happens, but I've never seen someone completely back out of all serving and it work out to make them stronger. Yeah. Um, very rarely does that work in health, mm-hmm. like because all it does is disconnect us from community. So I want to encourage you, if you are sacrificially giving of your time, you're giving of your home, maybe you're hurting and you're continuing to, to serve, um, the Bible says that do not grow weary in well-doing. Yes. You will reap if you faint not. And I, if I can encourage you to channel that pain, to channel that sacrifice um, into your ministry. It's the very thing that I think that can be the potency to your group's transformation. And so, um, Pastor Sadie, why don't you pray for the ladies, maybe those who are discouraged today, who are in the day-to-day or the big sacrifice. Could you just pray a blessing over them before we dismiss? Sure. Uh, Father, we just come to you, God, and I just thank you for every woman that is listening. And I just thank you, Father, that you're near to us, Father. God, that you're with us, you walk with us, you go before us, you're behind us, beside us, Lord. And I just thank you for that. Your shield of protection is around us. And so I pray over every mind where the enemy may, may be attacking them, where they're 
an attack right now. And Lord, I just pray the peace of God upon them in the name of Jesus. May your peace rest, God, in your daughters. And so, Father, we just ask, God, right now, Lord, that you would just strengthen the the weak arms and the weary knees, Father, the feeble knees, God, that you would give us strength to keep walking, Father, that we would soar on the wings of eagles, God, and we would not grow weary, we would walk and not grow faint, Father. We ask, Father, this strength, God, to be upon us, Father, as we rest in you. Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that they would hear your voice. God, that they would see the, see as um, you see, Father, and they would hear as you hear. Um, and I just pray, Father, that they would know your voice, God. May they truly be in tune with the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, that as they walk through sacrifice, as they walk through the things that are costing them, Lord, I ask, Father, right now, Lord, that you would just show them, Father God, Show them that you're with them, Father. Show them through trial that you're with them, through heaviness, Father, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light, God. You promise to walk with us, God. You promise for the girls that are lonely to place them in families. And so I pray, God, that they would see these promises over their lives. May they begin to let themselves see, Father God, gratitude also in the midst of struggle and suffering, Father. May they see the kindness and the mercy of God upon them in their day to day. And so we just ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We love you girls. See you next time.